International Poznań. Hello, hello, good morning. This is Sunday morning here with International Poznań. Mam na imię Maksymilian, jestem Polakiem z Australii i mam gościa właśnie z Australii. James, it's a pleasure to have you on board. Thanks for having me. Uh, we have, uh, we've already chatted before. Uh, there's a lot of exciting things about you. You're a former pilot, a sort of a pilot that's ready to jump back in, mm-hmm. but you're here with an entirely different mission. Uh, you're teaching English, uh, and, well, you're from Adelaide. Mm-hmm. That's where I grew up. Yeah, strange, strange. I would have, uh, like I said, I would have never have thought... I would meet someone from Adelaide in Poznan. Ja też nie. Ja też nie. I also, uh, I, I, I can't believe it myself. It's uh, Adelaide is not the largest city in Australia. No. But it, I like to think of it as the real Australia. Yeah. Would you yeah. Would you agree with this uh, statement? To be yeah, sure. real Australia. I mean, it's a it's a cool place in its own right. You know, it's uh, it's not a big big place. It's one point two ish million, I think now. Mm-hmm. Nothing like Sydney, but it's it's got a bit of a you know, a bit of Melbourne, a bit of Sydney, it, it does encapsulate, I think, all of Australia. It's got a bit of everything. So, exactly. It's yeah. like a little medley. Taka, yeah. taka, taka mieszanka wedlowska uh-huh. e, w, w wśród australijskich miast. Adelaida, co ma wszystko. No, chciałbym właśnie porozmawiać o Adelaide. I'd love to talk a bit about Adelaide. Uh, we'll, t- we'll talk about exactly what brought you here. Uh-huh. And I really want to get down to some detective work and find uh-huh. out what is it that you like about this place, but what is it that you would bring from Australia uh-huh. uh, over here to Poland. Okay. Uh, these are very, very interesting times that we're recording right now. Mm-hmm. But I think najważniejsze jest, żeby po prostu pozytywne wibracje dzisiaj mieć, to have the most positive vibrations for today's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we should go straight to a song. Let's not waste any time. Uh, James, you've brought together a great medley yeah. uh, of music. Uh, we've just talked about this one, The Weekend. Yeah. Uh, tell me about this. What makes no, this one so special? I think it's just a great song. It, it, it's really got that bit of 80s feel to it in a, with a modern spin um, and just the lyrics. The whole, the whole track is just great. It's just well put together. I really like it. Właśnie, takie, takie lata 80. i nowoczesne, więc fajna mieszanka. I'm excited. Let's get down to it. You're listening to 102.7 International Poznań here on MC Radio with Maximilian and James McIntyre. See you guys soon. International Poznań. Jedno miasto, wiele twarzy. Guys, welcome back. That was Blinding Lights, bringing you the 80s and the modern times by the weekend. You're listening to 102.7 International Poznań here on MC Radio with Maximilian and... James. James, uh, James, you're from Adelaide. You're from Adelaide, from Australia. Prawdziwa taka mieszanka wedlowska wśród miast australijskich. You, you were just telling me over the break that how, how is your Polish so far? Uh, I mean, if there was a level, it's below A. 
let's say. A level below A. That's good. That's good. Czyli czyli nie piątka. We do it by fives in, in Poland. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's up to five. Mm-hmm. A five is is perfect. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, at some point, uh, someone made up the number six. So when mm-hmm. you do really good at school, you get a six. Ah, okay, right. Uh, czyli, uh, czyli masz jakby masz czwórkę, cztery przecinek pięć. You have 4.5 in, mm-hmm. uh, in Polish. Czyli możemy rozmawiać po polsku? Should we speak in Polish or uh, should we save it for another episode? No, another episode, I think. Dobra, dobra, spoko, spoko. <laughs> um, but you, you came, uh, you came quite a long way, actually. Mm. Uh, Adelaide uh, from, well, from Poznan. That's uh, at least twelve hours flight. How, how long was oh, the flight time? Yeah, be? I mean, it, it's, uh, it's about twenty hours in, in the aircraft. So from Adelaide, you tend to, you know, the most effective way to get here is via the Middle East. Via so, the Middle East, so, yeah. so Dubai, Qatar. Yeah, yeah. So I went uh, via Doha and then Doha to Warsaw and then to Poznan. So I mean, it's twenty hours in the aircraft, but from you know Adelaide to Poznan, it's at least twenty four to thirty, depending on you know how much time. I've I've had a record. Uh, my record was seventy five hours. Okay, because uh, uh, <laughs> I flew from um, from Sydney to Shanghai, Shanghai to Beijing. And then in Beijing, uh, there was a problem with the aircraft, so I stayed for 24 hours in Beijing. And I went to Frankfurt, had a few hours in Frankfurt, took a train to Berlin, uh, but through two, through another town, through I think it was Frankfurt, Hanover, Hanover, Berlin, and then I drove to Poznan. So that happened. Yeah, right. Uh, that was fun. Yeah, uh, I was. I'm a different person now. <laughs> Yeah, you would be. That's uh, you know certainly a part of your life. You can't get back seventy five hours or so. It's I'm 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 really making up for lost time right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm doing my best. Um, but I think uh, I think a lot of people complain when they when I tell them the prospect of how long um, how long do you do we have to travel? You know, people go, I can't do more than five hours on mm. a plane. Uh, how about you? How are you as a passenger? On a on a long flight, can you handle yourself? Are you yeah. are you able to to sit comfortably? Yeah, I mean I, yeah, I mean I'm aware of, you know, the aircraft how they work, the redundancy built into them. They're very safe. So for me, you know, it's fine. I, I sleep, you know, in a good eight hours on the way over. spot, you can sleep a good. Yeah, uh, I'm not worried. No. Do you have the meal, or do you actually say, no, nah, I don't need the meal. I just need my sleep. I usually get the meal then the sleep. So yeah, it helps. Okay, it helps. Okay. I think. Yeah, <laughs> okay. it certainly helps. Um, when you're, uh, I guess, when you're behind the controls, mm-hmm. uh, actually, of the, you know, of the, of the, the joystick, is it? Is uh, it? We call it, yeah, so it's a yoke. A yoke. A yoke, a is, yoke. The, is the technical term. But, uh-huh. but, but taki, some, taka kerownica do samolotu. Yeah, but some of the Airbus aircraft do have a joystick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a side stick, they call it. But essentially, it does the same thing. It's just in a different spot. It's more ergonomic to have a joystick than a yoke. Because because uh, you're holding a yoke with two hands, mm-hmm. kind of like a half steering wheel, right? Essentially, like yeah. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, we could go into the semantics of you know and uh, and the details of being a pilot, but I want to get back to the what brought you to Poznań. Dlaczego jesteś w Poznaniu? I skąd się znaleźliśmy tutaj, że jesteśmy tutaj w radio? How did we get to this point yeah, now? How we got here? So, I think you know every uh, good story involves a girl. So um, great start. Yeah. So. Around two years ago, I um, decided to take a break from flying. You know, it's something I've been involved with since I was around 16, 17. That's when I first started flying. Okay. Um, went down a few different paths, ended up in the airline commercial industry. And after around nine, nearly 10 years in that environment, I, I just 
wasn't enjoying it. I, I just wanted a change in my life, and, and you know, I think we explained earlier about that clause. I could take some time out and keep my job. Yeah, you, yeah. You're, you're, uh, it's very it's very fortunate that as a as a pilot in um, maybe in Australia this is uh, special, maybe this is normal for the airline industry. Yeah, uh, you were able to take a break. Mogłeś wziąć sobie taki duszy, no wycofanie się z pracy po prostu. Yes, so so basically you got and you took that break. Yeah, I took that break. And my father owns a company. It's in the in the building industry. So I approached him and said. You know, I'm looking at taking this break. Can I come and work with you? And that would give me the ability to more or less, you know, work when I wanted, but take some time out. And and there was lots of things, you know, in my life that I sort of felt that I missed out on a little bit. And I wanted to do some travel. That was a big thing because with flying, everything's a bid system and it's all based on seniority. You've got to bid in advance for your holidays, everything. So it's really hard to try and coordinate with other people to get the same time off. Okay, so, if you, so it's not a matter of, uh, jeśli chcesz urlop, to możesz po prostu podejść do szefa i powiedzieć, ja chcę w kwietniu. So it's not a matter of going in, uh, in a, saying, I want a break in April. No, um, no, no. You have to be a, uh, you have to be an older pilot, long work there longer. Yeah, no, like I mean the way it works is is a, a certain part of the year. I think um, from memory was around March. You'd have to put in a bid, so you'd bid in for your six weeks of leave. Mm-hmm. That would go away depending on seniority, what you had available. Then it would come back with an offer of time off, and then you could agree or, or not. But you'd have to wait until you had that time approved before you could book anything. I mean, you couldn't go and book a holiday, then bid, because if you didn't get the time off, then you wouldn't be able to go on the holiday. So it's, so it's a gamble, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's it's good but bad. You know, there's there's good sides and bad sides of, of the whole thing. But mm-hmm. anyway, so back to, yeah, working with Dad, he was fine with that. So in that time, it, it just gave me the ability to, to work when I wanted, but then take extended breaks if I wanted to, and that's what I did. Um And I travelled quite extensively, majority of, you know, to Europe and places in Europe that I wanted to see. Um, the bucket list, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Yes. And um, some years ago now, it was around two, two and a half, maybe even three years ago, I, I was sitting at home, it was late one night, um, I'm a bit of a night owl, I don't, I tend to live on about six you know, hours of sleep, I like to uh-huh. be busy. Jesteś nocną sobą, która lubi sześć godzin snu. Six hours is a, is a quite an achievement, actually. Yeah, yeah. and um, I was sort of, you know, reminiscing about my childhood a bit and, and things that I'd done, and I often wondered what it would be like to have a pen pal, because in my earlier days, I was very tied up with, with education or school and, and sport, I didn't have much time for anything else. And I was quite envious of, you know, some of my friends that had pen pals, you know, that they actually kept in contact with, met, or even had them come to Australia or went and, you know, did school mm-hmm. exchange. I just, like I said, didn't have the time. A pen pal. Pen so pal. A pen, and a pen pal is basically, tell, tell us, tell the audience what is a pen yeah, pal. So a pen pal is essentially a friend that you make that lives in another country, often, a, you know, a long, long way from, you know, away from you, and you, you tend to just communicate via letters just to get some perspective on what their life is like as opposed to yours. Um, so it's writing, to, it's writing to someone in a foreign country, czyli exactly. taki ziomek do pisania. Yeah. And like a buddy, a buddy to write. I don't think the concept exists in Polish, or if there is, I don't have it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's quite a... Yeah, when I was thinking about it at the time, I thought, well, you know, with the advancements in modern technology, it's probably, you know a bygone era. It's not around anymore, but yeah. it actually was. So did the usual signing up procedure, etc. 
contacted a few people, but, you know, I was a little bit disheartened at times with, you know, people and their comments and maybe just questioning what their motives were a little bit. Some strange people always exactly. exist. Yeah, right? yeah, it's yeah, it's right. the internet. Yeah, that's right. So you can be anyone. Anyway, um, yeah, a girl from in Poland, you know, we were making some contact and she seemed, you know, really cool, really interesting. And so over time we, you know, made more and more frequent contact. Um I made it known to her that I was going to come to Europe and perhaps we we could meet because I was going to fly to Warsaw. I wanted to start central on my first trip and make my way all the way down to Spain. Perfect. Um, a land a land based tour of Europe, exactly, starting from exactly. Warsaw to Spain. Yeah, and and that's sort of where the story you know started. I guess we we met, we we got along really well. Um, you know, I consequently came back to Europe a few more times after that. She visited Australia, and uh, so. Yeah, later last year, I decided to, um, you know, uproot from Australia for now and, and, and come and give it a shot in Poland. Well, I like it. I like it. So welcome welcome to Poland. Yeah, thank you. Case. Thank you. We'll go into your experiences about Poland, but I think we've got to go to a song sure. right now. Uh, this next one, uh, also provided by you, James, mm-hmm. uh, this one's by Karen Ramirez, mm. Looking for Love. Yeah. Is yeah. that is that a... Does that apply to everyone here? Oh, I think I think it should. You know, I think it's important in life to have a, a partner or, or someone you really care about. And this is a quite an old song. It's nineties um, dance type music, but yeah, real funky. Perfect. Czyli le, lecimy z powrotem do lat 90. Trochę miłości. No to słuchacie 102.7 FM w MC Radio. This is International Poznań with Maximilian and James. Do usłyszenia. International Poznań. Guys, welcome back. That was Karen Ramirez singing something about looking for love. You're listening to 102.7 International Poznań here on MC Radio with Maximilian. James. James, welcome back. We're, um, we were just talking about you know your experiences um, tr- trying out this pen pal, being a pen pal, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, meeting meeting a friend, making a friend, and actually that was enough of a motivation to get you over here. Yeah. You traveled, you traveled through Europe, you even stayed in Poznań. You're telling me over the break. Zostałeś nawet w Poznaniu, żeby jakby w takim okresie próbnym. You gave it a trial. Mm. How did the trial go? Yeah, How- I mean. So not specifically or strictly in Poznan, but I, I was close to her. My partner, she lives in, in Schroeder. Oh, Schroeder. So close, close by, very close. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I came here um, for the summer period just just to, yeah, I suppose trial it, I guess, to a sense. But um, just because, I, you know, like I was saying, working with my dad, I had the ability to do that. Um, so I came for the three months and, and I was actually, you know, this time exploring maybe the license conversion for flying and, and looking at some schools. And the license conversion, yeah. exactly, because when you want to, uh, you can't be a pilot everywhere, right? No, that, it's, it's unfortunate that we, depending on where you train and what license you're issued, it, it gets issued under a certain authority, depending on the country or like group. A, a jurisdiction. Correct, right? correct. Yes. Um, and unfortunately... Most places around the world, it's, it's quite straightforward, but Europe, you know, trying to protect their industry, make it a little bit more challenging. Um, so there's, you know, 14 exams. There's 14, 14 examinów, żeby być tutaj pilotem, 14 trzeba zdać. Yeah, various flying components. It would mean some time back in Australia, getting some currency, 
coming back to Europe actually via Greece to do some flying and conversion training there. You need to do it in Greece? Yeah, just... Is it because there's a flight school in yeah, Greece? Yeah, just or? depending on... It's all based on um, essentially what aircraft you're on and how many hours you have. But for me, mm. the most streamlined was to go yeah, via Greece. Um, and quite a hefty price tag and time. So for me, I elected at this point in my life... I don't have the drive or the motivation to essentially, you know, do all the theory and the study and uh, and majority of it again. Um, it's too much hassle. Too much, yeah, too much. So that's when I, uh, you know, was looking at other avenues and what I what I could do because, you know, unfortunately, flying is a very specific skill set that. Uh, can't really be applied to much else. Which um, we're going to try. We're going to try and find out segways, jak byciem pilotem ma wpływ na codzienne życie, bo chociaż nie można łatwo być pilotem, może to ma po prostu łączy się z naszym codziennym życiem. We want to find those links. Uh, obviously, I, I do agree with your statement about um, being, you know, all the, all the qualifications needed. We need competent pilots, right? Correct. Yeah. Pilots need to be mm. <laughs> need to be very good, very mm-hmm. very trained. Uh, but you but you didn't get the uh, it wasn't it wasn't worth it, as you're saying. No, to I get just the, to, to to get the translation of the uh, of the pilot's mm-hmm. license. Yeah, uh, yeah, Europe. yeah. It was a lot of. I mean, essentially, it's a lot of time um, and a, and a lot of money as well, I suppose. And and then mm-hmm. you're putting yourself. Say after the eighteen to twenty-four months, that was the time frame I estimated it would take. That you're then putting yourself in a position where you've got the license, but then you have to then put yourself into the job market. And aviation is a—it's a very interesting industry. You know, you can have all the hours and experience in the world, but if you hit the market at the wrong time, you can be left in a position where you can't get a job. It's, it, it can be quite difficult. Oczywiście, na, na przykład na obecnie teraz dużo, dużo linii lotniczy odwołuje swoje loty. Right now would be a, would be a, a perfect time to, to start a career as a pilot, I'm sure. Mm, mm. Uh, you'd be flying empty planes, though. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's like all industries, I suppose. It goes in cycles. But it, for me, it was just too much of a risk at that, that that point in time, I don't know, maybe down the track things might become a bit more streamlined. I don't know what the future holds. Well, the future holds only good things. That's as, right. As I like to, as I, as I'm an optimist. Uh, we're all optimists here. And uh, and the fact is, you, you're doing something even better. Mm-hmm. You're here in Poland. Uh, you're teaching English. Yep. Um, here's a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're from Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, our accents are very how do i say the, the the better for the for for a better word notorious mm-hmm. uh some people can't understand people from australia yeah uh, do you have this problem do yes. people not understand you sometimes um initially that was probably my biggest yeah biggest concern from the students because it would be the high 90s if not 100% of the people that i've taught so far have never met an Australian before. Um, you know, they've certainly heard us on the TV or, or radio or movies. It's usually cartoons. It's yeah. usually some mythical... Yeah. It's about... There's always that question about the koalas and yeah, the kangaroos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah all the uh, stereotypical Australian things. But it's a bit... Um, it depends on the person, I guess. I mean, some people, yeah, would really struggle for a lesson or two. Other people within five or ten minutes, you know, they can fine-tune their ear and, and they're okay. So it was a... Trial and error, really. Um, yeah. So it's slow, slowly, tak powolutku, ludzie y, 
jakby dostosowali się do ciebie, they, they got used to you. Yeah. Did you also sort of realize that maybe, hmm, okay, maybe certain words that I use are, um, are not understandable? Did sure. you change as well? Yeah, I mean, for me, coming from, you know, aviation where, you know, you're on the radio quite a lot, um, you right. know, communication's important, but... Um, not so much, you know, you have to be able to speak clearly when you fly, but with, you know, heavy traffic areas, you have to be able to talk um, quickly and efficiently. So mm -hmm. for me, the biggest problem, I suppose, other than the accent f for my students was the fact that at times I could talk quite quickly. And, and that's from years of flying. And, you know, when it's your, your turn to get on the radio and talk to air traffic control, you're literally in and out as quickly uh, as possible. Right. Czyli, czyli mówisz o twojej kolei, your turn to get on the radio, ponieważ jak ty lądujesz samolot na przykład w Sydney, w takim mm. zatłoczonym lotnisku i masz może 30-sekundowe okienko, żeby porozmawiać, to musi być szybko. So you're saying that uh, you're mentioning that when you land in Sydney, for instance, mm -hmm. very busy airport, yep. Many people are trying to talk. You have a maybe 30-second window oh, to I mean, speak to them. Maybe less sometimes. Maybe and, less. Yeah, and there's a lot of, you know, etiquette that goes on. How to talk yeah, to yeah, them. Yeah, and the, there's certain – we use, you know, we call it aviation phraseology. So there's certain terms and words we use that are often – Just mean different things or shortened versions of a, of a phrase. Little, a little, a little, a little, a little, a little, a what would be an example well, of that? One would be, for example, say Wilco. We'll Wilco. Wilco, which means we'll, co we'll cooperate with your request. I think a lot of our fans, if you've been playing uh, video games like Call of Duty, mm -hmm. uh, these American military phrases, yeah. uh, Wilco, czyli taka gra Call of Duty, gdzie się szczela, jesteś żołnierzem, to właśnie mówią takie frazy. Uh, are there other uh, phrases? I know that there's an alphabet that's special. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's tons and tons that I could you know, find if I had to really dig deep into my mind. But, yeah, certain, you know, phonetic alphabet, Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, et cetera, that yes. we, we use. Um, but it's a very, yeah, it's a very specific way of speaking um, mm -hmm. to essentially make it short and concise but accurate as well. So we're all on the same page, essentially. Oh, I see, um, I see. But, yeah, certainly times, um, you know, Sydney, these bigger, busier places, it's, You only have to tune into the the live feeds at which you can get on the internet. You know the peak times and listen to how chaotic it it actually is. Czy można iść na internet? Gdybyście chcieli usłyszeć, pójdźcie na internet i zobaczcie właśnie te rozmowy między kontrolerem w wieży na lotniskach i komunikację z samolotami. Very quick communication, very concise. Um, actually, one more question. Mm -hmm. Actually, being being um, behind the yoke. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> see, I'm I'm already learning. I'm I'm already getting there. Um, when you're behind the yoke yeah. of uh, of uh, of the flight controls, mm -hmm. uh, do you make announcements to the passengers in the back as well? Did you Did you? Yeah, uh, sure. They're, I mean, the way it's broken down, it's broken. You know, sector by sector. So, say you're going from. Um, Adelaide to Port Lincoln, that was a common place that I flew to a lot. Okay. Um, it, you know, there's two, it's a two pilot operation. So either one guy or girl would be the pilot flying. So their, their main jo uh, job or, you know, task is to operate the aircraft. So fly the aircraft safely. That's their job. Yes. Then the pilot not flying, so the PNF, their job is to do all the auxiliary things. So communicate with the passengers, communicate to air traffic control, um, Check the weather, you know, talk to company, all the other things, but there's no flying involved for them. They're oh, okay. just doing all the other stuff, all the paperwork, the bookwork, 
Oh, yes, sir. Okay, all right. We're going to go to a song, and I'm, we're going to get back to that subject, actually, because uh, this is, this is, uh, is going to be very relevant to a lot of us, a lot of myths. Um, this next song is by Calvin Harris. This is Summer. Yeah, uh, because right now, what better what better season uh, than to imagine you're right in the middle of thirty degrees? Exactly. All right, let's get down to it. You're listening to one eighty two point seven International Poznan here on MC Radio with Maximilian and James. See you soon. International Poznan. Odkryj międzynarodową stronę Poznania. All right, that was Calvin Harris singing Summer. You're listening to 102.7 International Poznan here on MC Radio with Maximilian. And James. Welcome back, James. Thanks for having me again. It's, it's a pleasure to have you. Uh, we, we were just in, uh, in a very intensive conversation mm-hmm. about uh, being a pilot, czyli byciem pilotem, jakie są etykiety rozmawiania, żeby bardzo, bardzo króciutko mówić, bardzo krótko i szybko i jakie to ma wpływ właśnie byciem nauczycielem. Ale właśnie mam jeszcze jedno pytanie. I had just one more question mm-hmm. and that was when you communicate with the passengers, mm-hmm. you say that the, uh, when they make the announcements, Uh, the person saying good afternoon, this is your captain speaking, will be serving chicken nuggets on the plane <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Coca-Cola. So that's sure. not, they're not flying the actual plane generally. No, I mean, it's dependent on the, on the company. You know, everyone's got their own set of SOPs or um, operating um, standard of procedure. Yeah, yeah right, standard operating procedure. So okay. every airline's similar, but even if they had the same aircraft type, they might be a little bit different. Um, different roles, yeah, basically. Yeah, different roles. But I mean, I, I know that from where I'm from, that's how we, we did things. You know, the, the pilot flying was the pilot flying. They didn't communicate with the passengers. They didn't communicate to air traffic control unless... You know, the other guy or girl was busy. You know, that, that would be a lot of responsibility to to announce what food is going to be on there <laughs> and have to navigate potential turbulence yeah. in the plane. Yeah, I mean, thank God for the autopilot. I guess you know, <laughs> autopilot is a big big savior for us. So, um, yeah, I mean, I remember the first time I, um, you know, started my line training for the for the airlines. I'd finished my you know got my licenses, but then I started. Went through all the you know the uh, preliminary training and the simulator stuff and the endorsement, but then I had my first few days online. So with a training captain, and the most nerve wracking thing I think for me was was doing the PA to the passengers, talking to people. Yeah, because you were you were, I was I remember I had it all written down like a script, and the, the captain was laughing. He thought this is hilarious because um, it's what because of public speaking. Cause oh, the, not so much public speaking. It's not something. I mean. Probably years gone by, I didn't enjoy it as much. But, sure. But now, nowadays, yeah, I, I love it, actually. Um, but I think I, you were just so nervous because you just wanted to do everything really well. Um, you wanted to make sure that it, was, it all sounded, you know, yeah. good, I guess, but you wanted to sound confident, too. Um, it, and I, I still remember now the first <coughs> few times you were, you know, stumbling along and, and, and finding your feet. But then... Once you got the, you know, you got it down pat, you were okay. And you, you're it, fine. It was fine. But that's, I mean, that that really that really shows goes to show how much we want to make good speeches. Sure. I think. To jest świetne, czyli czyli denerwowałeś się pierwszym razem, kiedy robisz ogłoszenie w samolocie. Did it not occur to you that you were doing really well flying a very a very expensive piece mm. of machinery, taking a lot of people, yeah. man, you know, ma- uh, making sure they're having a safe and comfortable flight. Sure. And yet, the nerves were to try and say yeah, it correctly. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's when I look back at it, look back at it now. Yeah, it, it it is interesting. I mean, you. 
I suppose essentially when you're, you know, you're flying, you're just in that, you know, controlled environment and you've done it enough that you know what to expect or what to do. But when mm-hmm. I was all of a sudden thrown into the, you know, doing a PA, which is something I'd never done before, because in your training, you don't have passengers. It's just you and someone else and that's it, or even on your own. You, you don't do PAs to people and practice them even. So, uh, yeah, it, for me, that was, I don't know, I found it quite yeah, nerve-wracking. But once you, you know, jump over the hurdle a couple of times, it, it's fine. What's the kind of standard uh, PA uh, sort of message that you kind of give to oh, people? Oh, I mean, I don't want to do a PA on here, no way. But uh, <laughs> there's just certain criteria that you would you would follow, you know, essentially what time of the day it is. You'd introduce yourself, um, you know, the altitude you're flying at, your ground speed, maybe some landmarks if there's anything of, um, you know, that's interesting that you might be flying near, over or mm-hmm. close to. Um you know, uh, estimate time of arrival, what the weather might be en route or on your, you know, at arrival. This is um, good, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and essentially, yeah, just introducing the rest of the crew. And, and one thing you have to mention is that, um, you know, that you have to keep your seatbelt firmly fastened at all times. So, yeah. I mean, and every airline pretty much has that standard. Um, just so that if there is an issue, someone doesn't have it and they hurt themselves, that they can't say, oh, well, I wasn't told. Yeah, yeah you know. told you so. Yeah, yeah. that's right. It's just, it's just a, a safety thing. But, but, I, uh, but I noticed that you, you, make the, you tell people to fasten the seatbelts, mm-hmm. but, uh, but then the, um, the cabin crew then make the announcement that you've lowered the light. But you don't say anything after that because I noticed that the cabin crew always goes – the captain has turned off the fasten your seatbelt sign, which means you can go to the bathroom, yep. um, but please stay buckled. Yeah, essentially, like I said before, it, it's all dependent on the SOPs of the, of the company. But most mm-hmm. times, yeah, once you flick the seatbelt sign off, it's up to the cabin crew to, to make that announcement. The only time we would talk about seatbelts other than the PA from, from where I worked was... If you were going into some turbulence and you had to put the seatbelts back on, yep. then you would just get on and say, due to unforeseen turbulence or, you know, as I you know, yep. briefed earlier, there may be some turbulence we're experiencing. Can you please, you know, return to your seat and put your seatbelt, yeah, fasten it, essentially. Perfect. Um, okay. But, yeah, I mean, it's – most airlines, it's, it's a pretty similar thing, what you say. It's just maybe slightly different. One last thing about when you when you make an announcement, mm-hmm. the tone of voice in a captain's uh, well, the way they speak, sure, very calm. Yeah, is that is that like a, is that what they teach you to 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 be as calm <clears throat> and as sort of I wouldn't say monotonous. It's mm-hmm. like kind of a, it's almost a soothing. It's like a lullaby. Taka dobranocka, bo takim bardzo spokojnym głosem zawsze mówicie ogłoszenia. Is that uh, what's what's the yeah, I what's mean, the story behind that? I mean, taught not so much. It's not like they send us to uh, some kind of voice <laughs> lessons, you know, to to <laughs> to make us sound really smooth, you know, cool, calm, and collected. But it's certainly that um, it's something that's required, you know, because there are a lot of people that are anxious flyers, you know, and, yes. and, and the best way to ease that anxiety is to talk in a way that you come across as confident and in control of the situation. And you know, take away that anxiety, and that that's important. Um, even mm-hmm. when we, you know, would do simulator checks where they would throw all these random things at you, you know, terrible things that if it ever did, you know, probably happen in that that order, you probably would never fly again. <laughs> yes, um, yes. But the simulator—that's what it's for. It's to it's to test you out on all the emergency procedures. But even in that environment, you would do PAs to the imaginary passengers in emergency situations, so that 
you got enough practice at it that if it did happen, that you you know you could do it without being terrified. Just another way of saying, just another day at the office. Essentially, yeah. yeah. I mean, you have to be. It's it's part of the. If you want to be successful in flying, you, you certainly um, have to be. You know, have a cool head in a crisis. You, you a can't cool be. Head. Yeah, you can't be freaking out because, you, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. The chances are very unlikely, but you need to be confident in yourself that you can handle whatever's thrown at you. Perfect. Well, that, I think that is uh, an analogy for life too. Mm. Takie, taka właśnie, że byciem, byciem najbardziej, jak najbardziej spokojnym. I to sprawia, że wszyscy będą spokojni. I think it's 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 almost like a fake it till you make it, but you're not really faking it. Yeah. You're actually in control. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. On that note, uh, let's go to a song sure. just to show that we're in control of the music <laughs> as well. Um, in that case, we have yet another one. This is by Alex uh, Walker, uh, Diamond Heart. Is that correct? Yeah, Alan Walker. Alan, <laughs> yeah. Alan Walker. Maybe Alex is his brother, but yeah, um, certainly, yeah, another... Dance-ish type song, but yeah, yeah, just a great song. I'm going to love song. it in that case. Uh, you're listening to 102.7 International Poznan here on MC Radio with Maximilian and James. See you soon. International Poznan. Usłysz, jak obcokrajowcy widzą Poznan. All right, guys, that was Alan Walker, Alex Walker's brother, <laughs> singing Diamond Heart. You're listening to 102.7 International Poznań here on MC Radio with Maximilian and... James. Witamy z powrotem. Właśnie rozmawialiśmy o etykiecie byciem pilotem. Jak y, spokojny głos, spokojny ton sprawia, że wszyscy są spokojni. How calmness, cool-headedness, as you mentioned, is what keeps everyone calm, everything mm-hmm. in control. Certainly. Um, these are good analogies for life as well. Mm. Uh, like I said, I was going to find these uh, uh, sort of little life lessons within the piloting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, career. So we're going to keep looking for that. But now we're going to talk about your experiences uh, sure. here, in, here in Poland. So you, mm-hmm. you came to Poznan mm-hmm. uh, for a trial period. Uh, let's recap. What were your first impressions coming to Poland? Yeah, I mean, it's it's very, very different um, from where I'm from in all aspects. I mean, you know, from the obvious one being the language. You know, I don't speak Polish, so I couldn't understand what people were saying. But mm. everything about Poland is different to where I'm from. The climate's different. Uh, the people are different. The architecture's different. Um, I mean, even the public transport somewhat is different. I mean, I'm used to Adelaide where... There's one tram in Adelaide, I yeah, think, Yeah, right? we have trams and trains. We have a good public transport system, but for somewhere, you know, that's probably more or less twice, if not twice and a bit bigger than, than Poznan, our our public transport is, is, is far, far, you know, nowhere near as good. Um, and you can't certainly rely on it. So for me, the whole uh, experience is, yeah, it's been different. Um So, you know, I'm not even, you know, from Adelaide, I'm near the beach, Poznan, you know, you know the, the beach isn't close to me. So, Do you miss the beach? I do. That, that's probably, the, you know, I'm not the sort of person who is, a, a, you know, into surfing or a real, you know, beach goer, but mm-hmm. I'd certainly go to the beach periodically to just even go for a walk or just, you know, take the dog for a walk, hang out with friends, even just get some sun, whatever. But That's probably the only thing I'm, I'm probably, other than, you know, friends and family, of course, that I, I don't get to see. But, you know, with Skype and modern technology, you can certainly keep in touch. You can simulate the yeah. beach, you know, yeah. kind of like a flight simulator. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I do miss the beach. So that, that's one one part I do miss because, um, you know, my place uh, in Adelaide is only about 600 metres 
from the beach. So not bad, not bad at all. 600 metrów od plaży, no to... Oczywiście to jest to jest w mieście. We're, we're talking. You're in uh, the city of Adelaide. You're not anywhere rural. Uh, are no, you no, out, yeah. out bush, as we no, say. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm in the in what you would call the. I'm not in you know Adelaide CBD in the city mm-hmm. city centre, but I'm I'm certainly in the suburbs, so not too far away. Okay, yeah, not okay. too far away. Um, well, with with nature comes uh, come big changes. Obviously, when you compare Australia uh, and Poland, mm-hmm. uh, we don't have the beach in Poznań. That is established. We are in the middle of yep. a sort of plain, but mm-hmm. we are surrounded by forests. Piękne lasy. Have you had a chance to to explore the forests of Poland? A little bit, not not as much as I, I would like to. I certainly, when the weather yeah starts to turn, you know, and it's a little bit warmer, there's certainly places that I I don't know the name, <laughs> per, yep. you know, okay. off, off offhand, but I have looked um, at various forums and, and things on the internet, and there are lots of you know places to explore. And I'm certainly yeah, I, I, I enjoy hiking and 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 getting into you know the wilderness. So that's something that I I certainly want to explore. So what about what about with people? Yeah. Uh, sort of the differences between uh, you know Australians and people yeah, in Poland. Yeah, I mean, the, the, obviously, you know, I'm going to know a lot more about people that speak English you know, in, in Poland, and there's a lot of people that speak English. Um, I think the biggest difference um, that I'm finding, maybe because of the area that I'm working in, in, in teaching, it seems like the, the Polish people are very um, paranoid of, of, of failure. Um, and making a mistake. It, I don't know whether that's ingrained throughout your schooling or I'm not sure. But that's the biggest difference I find. Okay. Um, czyli czyli taka, taki lęk do nie, nie zdania czegoś uh, jest wśród nas możliwe. możliwe. Um, there's, a, there's a fear of a, a failure. Mm-hmm. Mm, perhaps are people a bit more tied, a, a bit less laid back than they are in Australia? Yeah, I, I suppose that's another Thing. You know, Australians are probably known for being very laid back, easygoing, take yeah. it as it comes. You she'll know. be right. Yeah, That's she'll it. be right. Have a go, you know. Like, for me, you know, we all had that fear of failure, I guess. But for me, you know, I've always been brought up, you know, to have a go at something. And if you make a mistake or you fail and, you know, you, you get you can try again. You know, there's no big deal if you get something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I find some people, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to stereotype that as all of Poland or all Polish people. From what I see, my small percentage of people that they seem very fearsome of you know if I answer this question incorrectly, then they you know just that fear of making a mistake. And I try to instill into them some of that Australian you know have a go if you make a mistake. You know who cares? It's okay. Yeah, yeah. There's always tomorrow. Exactly. Right? It's not the end of the world. There's always tomorrow. And do you think? Do you think that's having a good? Uh, you're having an effect. Uh, uh, you're you're radiating this yeah. positivity. Oh, I'd like I'd like to think so. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to unchange learnt behaviour, I guess. But I think in time, you know, hopefully, hopefully we can see a little bit of change. I think so. You know, it, it's it's like as as they say, when you want to try and knock over a vending machine full of Coca-Cola, mm-hmm. you need to try. You need to rock it back and forth mm. <laughs> before. Oh, it falls. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. In that case, uh, I like it. Well, then uh, you'll check back with us uh, how it goes. Sure. Yep. All right. Well, in that case, um, I'm, I'm also wondering, um, you know, what what is it like being an English teacher here? Yeah, I mean, it's for me. So I'm not a you know a degree qualified teacher, but yes. I've done some extracurricular study to enable me to teach English. Um, 
So the majority of people I teach are sort of intermediate level. So they're not beginner, beginner, and they're not advanced either. They're sort of in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really enjoy it. And, and the focus of my classes are English, you know, speaking. So it's for people who, who have a reasonably good, un, you know, command of English, but they like want to... Like it's a gen, they're yeah, like an everyday... Yeah, they want to be English. able to speak in a general sense better. Um, you know, and I teach people from, you know, all ages and all walks of life, really. I have some younger people that are in um, school, all the way up to people that are very professional, successful business people. And they all want a similar common goal, and that's just to speak in a general way um, better. You know, general conversation or in between, you know, in between talks or in between meetings or just to be able to conversate better with people from all over the world, essentially. Well, that's what we want, right? And that's yeah. what we that's what we're teaching as well here on International Poznan. Hopefully, we're uh, mam nadzieję, że nasi słuchacze zdobędą właśnie ten angielski, żeby po prostu jeszcze bardziej, jeszcze bardziej porozmawiać po angielsku. Uh, we, we encourage everyone to, uh, to take part in our uh, uh, in the couchsurfing meetups uh, that Piotr Schultz is host, hosting. Um, you know what, on that note, it's time for some bright lights by Matchbox 20. This is an Australian band, right? I'm not sure of Matchbox 20. He may well be. I'm, I'm not, I, I think he's from the US, I think. Okay, the, okay. Or the band, but certainly, um, you know, the band's been around for a long time. I think they've separated, unfortunately. Rob Thomas has become his own entity on his own. But, but mm-hmm. certainly Matchbox 20, I think they're, um, a lot of my friends will probably give me grief about this, but I, I think they're a great band. I think they've got lots of great music. I like it. I have good memories from Matchbox 20. Um, Real World, I really like that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's another one, but I, I, I don't remember the name, but if you took me back to the 90s, it would be mm-hmm. playing all the time in my room. Yeah. It's feel-good music, I think. It, it, it's uplifting, you know, you listen to it, it's always got a... A cool beat, you know, easy lyrics to, to sing along to, but it's always got a positive vibe to it. I think I think it's it's really good. I think uh, I think it's time to get going with it. All right, this is Matchbox Twenty singing the song "Bright Lights." You're listening to one hundred two point seven International Poznan here on MC Radio with Maximilian and James. See you guys soon. International Poznan, jedyna anglojęzyczna audycja w Poznaniu. All right, guys, welcome back to some Bright Lights by Matchbox 20. You're listening to 102.7 International Poznan here on MC Radio with Maximilian and... James. James, uh, former pilot, still tech, still a pilot. Still licensed, yeah. Still, still, a, license. still a pilot, yeah, sure. English teacher here in Poznan. You, you embarked on a pen pal adventure. You made a friend. You're here now. You're living here for, for, for quite a while now, right? Yeah, I mean, I had the three-month, let's say, trial. Last, last year. Three months, three months, żeby spróbować Poznań. Poznań się spisał. It, it obviously has gained your approval because mm-hmm. you're here now. Yeah. There are aspects of Poznań that that make this the greatest city in the world, mm-hmm. uh, I like to think. And mm-hmm. I think every one of our listeners will agree that this is the greatest city. Um, there are things that would do better, I'm sure, if you had mm-hmm. to bring something back <coughs> from Poznań back to Australia, mm-hmm. what do you have in mind? I mean, for me in Adelaide, I think um, certainly the public transport. The public transport. I, I think the public transport the, yep. here, for, for a place that, like I said, is essentially half the size of Adelaide population-wise, I think it's, it's brilliant. You know, I'm used to forever, since I was 16 and a half, having a car, driving a car, relying on a car to get anywhere in, in, in no. Adelaide. And coming here, I don't have a car. And it, it's 
I think it's great that you can get around so easily and have that time to just relax. You know, I catch the train some days quite a distance um, to Vronki for, for work and I really like it. Everyone says, how do you do it? And I said, but it's great to be able to just tune out and not be concentrating behind the wheel of a car really and get is. to where you need to go in a good time. Uh, I just think it's refreshing. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I sometimes, when I take the, the tram and I'm going uh, and I'm heading home, uh, sometimes my tram heads through a traffic jam, but the tram has its own tracks. Sure. So the tram is driving. It's all fun. Mm. I'm sitting in there listening to my music, and opposite me are cars, and they're sitting in a traffic jam, and every single driver behind every single steering wheel is biting their nails. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or having a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Just there's so much stress on the roads. Sure. Uh, I'm learning to drive at this moment. Uh, probably it's a fun experience, and mm-hmm. at the same time a frightening experience yeah. uh, definitely definitely something but is there something if you had to bring something back from yeah. Australia to, I, I mean to, I think the people as well you know I know Poznan has a you know a high contingency of students and people from all over the world you know many come students, here to study yeah. it's yes. known as the, like a, the education type city I guess with lots of people very much a university yeah. city yeah university city that was uh, the word I was looking for it's uh, yeah in the summer uh, it's empty no one's here yeah. and in Christmas the city yeah. is half the population yeah. as it usually has yeah but I mean I think uh, another thing would be the people I find Everyone that I meet so far are very friendly, very well, you know, welcoming, and, and people that you really, you know, after a short period of time, you feel like you are a friend to them, you know, and they're a friend to you, and I think that that's really important. I find sometimes maybe back home we're we're a little bit more, you know, standoffish, I guess, um, at times. So I think that just the you know the Polish or the people from Poznan I really like that about people you can go up to pretty much anyone I think I've, I've found myself and, and ask for help you know and everyone's very forthcoming with that people, people are helping out yeah well I think uh, I think that is that, that qualifies as something we should definitely share with the world sure in that case, is there anything else that we could uh, that we could you know maybe some advice that we can give uh, our listeners mm-hmm. uh, on how to communicate better? Uh, I noticed that you were saying that co- communicating, for instance, as a as a pilot, mm-hmm. uh, it's great to be calm. Uh, is there anything else that you might for any aspiring English student yeah. that they could? I think the biggest the, the biggest thing is uh, you know you've obviously got to have that willingness to learn and that desire to improve, but I think you've just got to Bring that you know bit of Australian culture and have a go. Just have, have a, a go. go. Have a go without fear of making mistakes. Because veš spróbuj, po prostu spróbuj i jeśli to się uda, super. Jeśli nie, jest zawsze jutro. I think a lot of people forget, you know, um, probably me as well at times, you know, that in order to learn, you have to make mistakes. You got to make. You got to break some eggs yeah, to make the, yeah, the exactly. The so, and if you if you don't, you, you're really inhibiting yourself. So I think you know, be be don't be you know fearful of making mistakes because no matter where you come from, what you do, um, you make mistakes, and it's the only way you learn. Really, when you look at it, if you if you were perfect at everything from the get-go, you, you wouldn't be a person. It, it's wouldn't impossible. Exist. It's wouldn't impossible. exist. It would, it would be hell, yeah, almost. exactly. So that, that's the biggest thing I can say for people is have that willingness and desire to learn for a start, but just don't be fearful of making mistakes. Don't be afraid to have a go, really. Just yeah, have a go. And this is coming from someone that travelled the entire world uh, on, a, on a whim, 
and it, and, it, and it obviously has worked out for you. Mm-hmm. Um, in that case, we're really happy to have had you on here on the show. Uh, James, thank you so much. Uh, guys, if you are also interested in International Poznan, feel free to check out our podcast. We're on Spotify and Anchor. Listen to Piotr Schultz next weekend. A big thank you to Agnieszka Link, our co-producer, making sure that you're learning all of the terminology, każdą terminologię przez Agnieszka Link. I oczywiście wielkie dzięki dla Godfathera to the godfather uh, magic cults guys thank you thank you so much have an amazing weekend stay positive stay happy and remember maintain good vibrations you're listening to 102.7 international poznang here on mc radio with maximilian and james thanks for having me dol swishenya